This morning I want to talk about freedom. It's already been talked about. I want to go deeper. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about how this relates. Have you ever um, started looking for a vehicle that you've never owned before? Different type of vehicle? What happens when you buy a different kind of vehicle or you start looking for a different kind of vehicle? Do you ever start noticing they're like all around you and you never saw them before? Uh, For instance, I remember my oldest daughter, her first vehicle, she wanted a Jeep, okay? Some of you are Jeep people, whatever. I'm not a Jeep person, okay? But my daughter started focusing on a Jeep and we purchased a Jeep. All of a sudden, you know what I noticed? There are Jeeps everywhere. Like, I never noticed because I never cared. And, and it's like a cult, by the way. Like, they have their own Jeep, or, or their own wave, I'm sorry, their own wave. It's like a little cult they have. But it's been that way for everything. You know, my wife, her last vehicle, she went out and bought a gray Honda Odyssey. <laughs> it's like typical soccer mom thing, okay? It's embarrassing for me, but whatever. Uh, I remember we were uh, visiting my daughter down in Nashville and we went out to Top Golf and we parked in the parking lot and we coming back out and we're looking for our vehicle. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was like a hundred whatever Hon- gray Honda Odysseys out there. They're like, they're everywhere. But I'll tell you this, if we had been driven, driving something else, I would have never have noticed. Here's my point. My point is, we see what we're looking for right? We see what we're looking for. What if, what if what you're looking for is false? What if what you're looking for is false? Here's where I'm going. We sometimes form false beliefs that have a measure of truth in them, but they are not completely true. They are false, and suddenly we see it everywhere. I'm going to start with what Mike mentioned, okay? Mike talked about not wanting to be seen as an idiot, basically, okay? We all have these kinds of things. Well, guess what? When you don't want to be seen as that, you know what you're going to be looking for? The person who looks at you like you're an idiot. And what are you going to see at that point? You're going to see everybody looking at you like you're an idiot. And what's going to happen at that point? Because I know what that's like. I want to be seen as competent and having the answers. Well, so because I want to be seen as that, I'm going to, I'm going to try to cover up. Well, guess what? I'm not always competent. I don't always have all the answers. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to do things that make myself look worse, and I'm not going to learn because I'm too afraid to ask questions, and I'm too busy trying to appear like I got it all together. You know what that is? That is a prison. It's a prison. But here's what I want you to hear. Every one of us sitting here right now have those. We have them. But I want you to hear this. This is the good news. You do not have to live in that. And as Mike already pointed out, he gave the title of the message, and I don't think he knew what it was. It's self-inflicted. Self-inflicted chains. We all have them, and they come from wrong beliefs. But here's what I want you to hear. Jesus has the ability to set you free, and it comes through the truth. 
But I want you to hear this. Truth is more than just principles. Truth is a person. Because even when you learn the right principle, you can learn it up here, it's a whole different story to get it down here. And the only way it goes from here to here is through a person whose name is Jesus. And so this morning, we're going to do a couple things. We're going to talk about some of those false beliefs. We're going to talk about the truth. And then we're going to talk about how you get from that false belief through the truth. And we're going to talk about some examples. And I'm going to share some from my own life. But you have them too. But I want you to hear this. Freedom is possible. I know that. Uh, because I have experienced greater and greater freedom as I walk with the Lord. And I still have further to go. Because I still believe false things. And the longer I walk with the Lord, the more He shows me about that. And He loves me enough to get me through to that place where I embrace truth. Let's go to the scripture that talks about this. It's in John 8. John chapter 8. And I'm going to begin in verse 31. Uh, Jesus was talking here, and He was talking to um, some people who followed Him, but He was also talking to some religious leaders who couldn't see Him for who He was. Because they had a completely false idea. They were, they were looking for something else. They should have been looking for a, a gray Honda Odyssey, okay? But all they had on their mind was the Jeep, and so the Honda Odysseys were all around them and they didn't see it because they had one thing on their mind. Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh was in their presence and they didn't see it. The Holy Spirit can be here right now in your presence wanting to work and you might not be able to see it if you're not looking for the truth. So we're going to go to the Word and we're going to look at the truth. So beginning in verse 31 um, of chapter 8, Jesus said to the people who believed in Him, You are truly My disciples if you remain faithful to My teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now a couple things I want to talk about that. You will know the truth. What does it mean to know the truth? Is it just knowing concepts? No. It is knowing Jesus. Because when you know Jesus, here's what's going to happen. Jesus is going to display the truth in your life, and that is what is going to change your life. Let me give you an example in my life. I uh, was raised up in the Mormon church. Some of you know that. Uh, most of you were not raised up in that. You were raised up in something else. But I think many of you can relate to what I'm about to say. Here's what I was taught about God. I was taught that I had to earn His love through trying to follow His teachings. So, when I would read through my Mormon glasses, okay, what we just read... You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Here's what I would read. If I follow his teachings and do what he says, he's going to be proud of me and he's going to love me. And so here's what I would do. 
I would spend my life working really hard to try and follow his teachings, to try and earn his love, and you know what I would do? The, trider, the harder I would try, the more I would fail. And I would get discouraged. And I would get frustrated. And I'm like, God, I'm trying to follow you and I keep failing. And, and I, I was wanting to just chuck it all away. But here's what God showed me. God showed me that um, He loved me even while I was an enemy. That's what the Word says. It's not because I follow His teachings that He loves me. What He's saying is, is that as I follow His teachings, what I'm doing is I'm trusting in Him and I'm going to begin to experience more and more freedom. But I had something backwards that was killing me. I thought I earned his love through following his teachings. But here's what I found. This was breakthrough in my life. When I understood that he loves me even before that, all of a sudden I approached things from a place of Kirk is loved by God. And you know what I found? I found that that totally changed my life and I was able to follow his teachings in a greater way. But how did I get there? Well, here's, here's how I got there. I, I, we need to read further. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Now here's what you need to know about sin though. Many of you don't want to be a slave to sin. But the reason that you are a slave to sin is because of your false belief. And that's what God was showing me. I was actually struggling with a lot of sin because I couldn't receive what I just told you at the beginning. I couldn't receive that Kirk was loved by God. I had to try and earn it. And you know what that produced in me? Number one, if you love me, I can't see it. I couldn't receive the love of my wife for many, many years. I couldn't see it. She loved me unconditionally. She put up with so much stuff. I couldn't see it. Why? Because I had a false belief about God... And I took that false belief and I put it on people. And all I could see is that those who didn't love me or didn't like me, they were blaring. And even if you did love me, I saw something different. I saw that you didn't because of that one little thing that you said over here, even though you said all this loving stuff. I saw the one thing. Why? Because... I've got these spectacles of false belief. 
And I want you to know something about these spectacles of false belief. They have some truth in them. And that's why it's easy to fall for it. You see, in my Mormon roots, there was some truth. There was some truth that God had standards. There was some truth that um, I can't be uh, accepted into His presence as I am because I have sin. Uh, God had to take care of that sin through Jesus, okay? God doesn't just say, come on in. No. You have to take care of your sin. He, you, your sin will keep you away from God. But God loved you so much, He didn't wait for you to change. He died for you even while you were in that place and rejecting Him. He doesn't love you after you come to Him. He loves you right now. And when you understand that, that's what's going to cause breakthrough and you're going to want to go to Him because you understand He loves you right now. You see, you, that, is, that is absolutely revolutionary, but I didn't understand that because the lie I was believing that I was taught through the Mormon church was so close to the truth. So close. But here's the other part of it. I had to get from here to hear. Because even as I uh, accepted Jesus and, and I went on, uh, you know, and became educated, and, you know, in Scripture and all that stuff, and I began to teach it, and I began to teach grace, I still couldn't receive it. I would tell you about God's love for you, I couldn't receive it because it was up here and it hadn't gotten to here yet. How did it get from here to here. It happened through walking with Jesus, but hear this, walking with a community of people walking with Jesus. Why? Because it took them speaking truth over and over for it to get from here to here. Because I had to, I couldn't just speak it. I had to really believe it to change my actions. Because when I started to understand that God loves me, and I started to understand that even my wife loves me, you know what I could do? I could receive the love. When I'm walking in a place that I'm receiving love, you know what I'm able to do? I'm able to give love. Instead of just speaking about love, because that's what I was doing. I'm speaking about love from the Scripture, but it's not always coming out of me. Why? Because I'm an angry person. Why am I an angry person? Because I don't think I'm loved. I'm constantly trying to earn it, and I don't think I'm loved, and so I'm just angry. And so I fly off the handle at, boom, just like that. Then I go and repent, and I'm like, sorry, God. And then I feel all this shame, and then I'm like, darn it. Now he's really mad at me. i got to try harder. And, uh, and then, you know, that just brings on more shame. And, and then from that, you know what you do? You start looking for things to escape. Are any of you in that place? You're looking for things in this life to escape. 
I mean, maybe you just uh, binge watch shows just to get out of your reality. Maybe you're putting some kind of substance into you. Maybe the substance is just sugar. I don't know. But you're putting something into you. I don't know. Maybe you're viewing things with your eyes that cause your brain to do things that cause you just to check out for a while. Hear this. If you are in any of those situations, I want to lovingly tell you that you've got chains on, okay? And I want you to also know this. They're self-inflicted, and God's made a way for you to get out of them. But here's how you get out. You receive truth. There, there are some lies that you're believing. Maybe it's that you're not loved. I don't know what it is. But there are some lies that you are believing that's causing you to do all of these other things. And so when Jesus says the truth will set you free, he's not just talking about his death and resurrection. He's talking about all that that comes from that. That you will be set free. But how do we do that? Well, again, back at the very beginning, he says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And so that's why we have this Bible reading thing. Because you want to, you want to pour the Scripture into you to receive His teachings so that you can walk in truth. Because what happens is, is that we go out, and when, again, when we have these false beliefs, there is somebody that's going to give you a reason to believe whatever false belief you have. You know, for instance, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a person in my life that I care for deeply that sees danger everywhere. Is there danger all around us? Yeah, absolutely. But this person will send me constant articles about, you know, somebody who's uh, drinking too much soda and, I don't know, they killed over for it. Um, you know, they were uh, driving, I, I don't know, they're just all, it's just random stuff constantly. Danger, danger, danger. And it's because up here, they constantly think about it, and so they see it everywhere. Is there danger? Absolutely. Should I be aware of it? Absolutely. But here's part of the problem. When I start to see it everywhere, you know what I do? I actually create it where it's not. You know, some people may not like you. It's true. Some people may not like you. However, if you have a belief that nobody likes you, Guess what? There are going to be some people who actually like you, and you're going to treat them like junk because you've got it in your head. Nobody likes you. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, some of you have a fear that God's not actually going to take care of you. And so because you don't think God's going to take care of you, you grab onto money like, hmm, like, it is the greatest treasure in the world. Why? Ultimately, because you don't think that God will take care of you. And you won't give. Like, and even when you do give, like you're, you're like the Ananias and Sapphira in Acts, and you're trying to make people think you're more giving than you actually are. 
because you're fearful. You fear that God is not going to provide for you. And you know why? I don't know. Maybe you had some experience somewhere. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it was just something somebody told you. But you've got it in your head that you've seen something or you've experienced something and you never want to go back there. And so because of that, you're going to hold on to money like it can save you. And the result is you are taking away blessings from your life because if you were more of a giver, you would see people being blessed around you. It would affect their life. God would give you more because he could trust you more. And you would be blessed and the people around you would be blessed. But you, you, you've got to get beyond that. Well, how do you do that? You've got to have people who will speak into your life. You've got to share and open up your thoughts. You need to share and open up those thoughts with other disciples who are trying to follow the Lord. Now, not like the religious leaders, okay? Because again, they couldn't see Jesus. They were just attacking him, all right? Don't, don't do that. But you need to share things. I have people in my life that I open up and I share, and they are able to speak into me. And without them, I would be an absolute wreck. There's no way that I could have walked with the Lord as long as I have without those people. Because things get twisted up here. And I don't even know it. We've said this before. The thing about being deceived is you don't know you're deceived. You think you have the truth. Well, how do we get to that point? We got to have other people. First of all, we look for negatives in our life. You know, am I, am I walking around angry all the time? Am I unable to receive love? Am I looking for ways to medicate myself? All right, if those things are going on, there, there's problems. I need to find something. Um, but also, I need people in my life that I can open up to and they can speak in to me. Another thing I want to talk about here, and, and again, going with the religious leaders, part of what was happening was there was groups, the, the groups that they were a part of, like the Pharisees, Sadducees, different groups, okay, all of these groups claimed to follow God, but the problem was they weren't actually going back to the Word to find their truth. They were just going with, the, with what the group said. So, for instance, I came out of Mormonism. They claimed to follow the Word. That's what they claimed to do. And so I, in my younger days, thought, well, they claim to do that, so what they say about the Word is true. Wrong. Well, all of us, if you've come out of some group, you, you need to take everything back to the Word. Because there are likely things that came out and everybody in the group agreed, this is the Word of God and so on, and it's not. It's a false belief. Now, some of us have groups that we're a part of uh, outside of the church, okay? even a political group. Political groups will, will, will get into uh, moral issues and issues of the word and they will form beliefs. And some of us have been raised up in that and so we just assume this is the right way. I, I, need, to, I need to go back to the word. Maybe you have groups outside of that that, that you're a part of that, that again, they dabble in religious stuff. They've got certain beliefs. We get these wrong beliefs. It all has to be taken back to the word. 
I want to finish this out. Verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. I, I, I want to go back to 35. I'm sorry. A slave, we're, we were just talking about everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. These religious leaders were slaves of sin. Even though they claimed to teach God, they couldn't actually set people free. So you, you may have been brought up under somebody like that, who they didn't actually know Jesus. Maybe they were teaching what they, you know, they were holding the Bible and they're teaching, but they're not actually teaching the Word. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father's Abraham, they declared. No. For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. Now the thing is, is that the enemy can get in there and he can be leading our life when we think that we are following God. How do we know? Again, we go to the fruit. And the Lord keeps pointing me back to this anger thing. <laughs> I mean, if you are walking around and just, just anger, the enemy's probably gotten in there somewhere. But I want you to hear this, okay? Because I know what that's like. You can be set free. But it means being open, talking to someone who's following God, um, getting into his word on a regular basis, getting in, into his word with other people who are looking to devour his word, getting to know Jesus, you can be set free. Every one of us here have things, okay? And, and again, the, part of the thing about talking with others, and, and we've got to be um, gentle with this, uh, but... <laughs> I mean, my wife, for instance, can, can see things in me that I can't see myself. Because she's around me all the time, and, and she sees things. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm deceived in certain areas. You are as well. You are as well. you got to be open. you got to find people that genuinely love you. They're, trying to, they're following the Lord. And be open. Invite them to speak into you. Otherwise, what are you going to do? You're going to continue to follow down the same path and those chains are going to remain on you. I just want you to know you can be set free. That you can be set free. And when you walk in freedom, guess what? You can give that to others. It's not you, it's Jesus. But you're able to point them to Jesus. Not some false idea of, of who Jesus really isn't. I mean, again, in the church I grew up in, you know, Jesus is, was in the name of the church. It was talked about all the time. But it wasn't the Jesus of the Scripture. 
It was a totally distorted form of Jesus. Every one of us have distorted forms of Jesus, and the way that we find the true Jesus is through the Word, through walking in fellowship with others. Choose freedom. Lord, thank you.